0: Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. For the 24th day of January, I'm Paul, and it's a great privilege to walk with you through the text. Grab your Bible and go to Luke chapter 8 with us, or if you're driving or running or cleaning the house or mow in the yard, that would be months down the road Unless you live on the other side of the world from the US uh, It's pretty cold and snowy in most of the country uh, But uh, I know we don't all listen at the same pace And so you might be months behind Whatever you're doing, um, I will read for you If you can't grab a Bible I say all of that because I actually think that One of the greatest Bible study tools that you can utilize Is to read the actual Bible People ask me all the time, what do you recommend? What do you recommend? What commentary? What Greek, Hebrew, and and there are a lot of good stuff and a lot of stuff online. And I'll use anything I can get my hands on and let little nuggets drop into my soul from this or that or the other. But there's really no substitute at the end of the day for just reading the text and reading it left to right. So I, I can't recommend that highly enough. So let's read from Luke chapter 8, verses 19, and today we'll cover verses 19 to 21 because they are they all comprise the same little story. It's where Jesus' mother and his brothers come to him. Let's read. Then his mother and brothers came to him and could not approach him because of the crowd. And it was told him by some who said, your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. But he answered and said to them, My mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. Now, there are those who teach or believe that Mary remained a virgin her entire life. And when they see things like this, they regard the translation as meaning cousins or distant relatives, not brothers. And they would also say that they are Or they would say that they're children of Joseph from an earlier marriage, that he had these adult children, and then he has Jesus with Mary, and so Mary didn't have any of these children. The problem that I can see is that there's, well, there's two problems. One is it's not using the Greek for the distant relative, but rather for brother and sister, and... The other is that there's just actually very little evidence of that. The only the only quote-unquote evidence that exists for that viewpoint is the fact that Mary is venerated in some Christian circles as having been immaculately conceived, and they think that her immaculate conception um, would preclude or remove her from Uh, ever ever being with a man, and therefore she could not have had these other children. So in other words, the interpretation is simply being squeezed in because something else is already believed. And so you do with that what you will. Um, I don't adhere to that way of seeing it, that, that Mary didn't have these children, that these are cousins. I see these as his brothers and sisters. I see these as the children that were born to Mary, following the birth of jesus in other words his younger brothers and sisters is it possible that joseph had children from another marriage of course it's possible and so they those children might be included in that Um, but that's a lot of speculation and that's that's throwing a lot of stuff into the mix that might not necessarily need to be there more importantly probably than that is the fact that what Jesus says sounds a little cold to us to say, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. And in other words, this isn't, this isn't my family. This isn't my brothers and sisters or my mother. And instead, all these other people are. And it seems a little disrespectful because it, it ignores those who are part of his family. Um, In Matthew's version, in Matthew chapter 12, he says, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And then he stretches out his hands and says, all of these that do the will of my father, that's my brother. He says, my brother and my sister and my mother. And so he includes sisters in that as well in the Matthew account. And of course, in another passage in the gospels, Jesus says, unless a man leave father and mother or hate father and mother and follow me, he doesn't have any part in me. And so it, it appears at different moments that Jesus is disrespecting his natural family. So let's deal with that for a second, because I think it's important to get to the bottom of it. I want you to consider the fact that Jesus, his words are not a repudiation of of his earthly family, because if he's going to repudiate his earthly family, then he's going to demand that his followers repudiate their earthly family. And then every action he takes has to be a repudiation of that family. And we know better because in John 19, Jesus, while hanging on the cross, commits the care of his mother to the disciple whom he loves. Uh, We believe that to be John. And so Jesus at the cross says to Mary, woman, behold your son, son, behold your mother. And he commits her care into his hand, meaning that he cares for his mother, even in death, which is something that his culture would have demanded because The men provide for, and the sons provide for, widowed mothers. And so Jesus goes to the cross like every other man in his era. He faces his death by trying to take care of his mother. And so it would be counterproductive to dismiss her as his mother and then commit her into someone's care in his death. So we know better. We know that Jesus isn't telling us that we should abandon our families Paul would even say a man that doesn't provide for his own is worse than a hireling. And so the point is service to God and that the work Jesus is doing as the son of God is more important than any natural relation that he might have. And I say that realizing that I, I, I come from an era where I watched people sacrifice their families on the altar of ministry, and I don't believe that was proper. I don't believe it was proper to lose your marriage because of, of you spent so much time at the church or lose your children because you spent so much time with God's children you didn't spend any time with your own. But rather, look at it through the lens of the way Jesus conducted himself Hearing the voice of his father was more important, his heavenly Father was more important than hearing the voice of anyone else in his life. And realizing that the work of the kingdom is re- requires of you a singularity in a way. Um, not again, not that you abandon your family, but that you pay attention to the voice of God above, everything else in your life where that causes you to abandon your family I would argue it's not the voice of God because God who is familial won't destroy he's not a destroyer he's he he knows only good he knows no evil and so he's not going to break up marriages and he doesn't abandon children and so where you're hearing God and you go well this is going to cause me to lose my marriage or lose my children reconsider I say you're not hearing from God. And to each is to each has to walk this out on his own. Now, on tomorrow's podcast, we move forward to this popular wind and waves that obey Jesus. We'll see you then. God bless.